about it I was glad for you know uh to be able to finally to come home to be with her family and that's probably one of the best Christmas gifts that both of them could ever have you know to share the fact of being home on good old American soil there's some backlash and you know fallout you know about her coming home unfortunately you can't just can we really celebrate and say it's a win, you know, or are we saying that we were playing checkers and Putin was playing chess and we got our ass checked, you know? Uh, there's fallout saying it was an unfair trade, you know, for American NBA, WNBA player when we have a Marines that's been over there a lot longer um, to release a killer. You know, arms, you know, dude, who's that's what he do. Guess when you want to play the game, you got to play by the rules, you know. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of fallout in the military from the military. Uh, there was a comment from one of the Dallas Cowboy players saying, hey, I'm glad she's home. But uh, what about the Marine? One of the ladies from The View said that the reason why it happened, because she was tall, black and gay speaking their honest opinion about it and it's not really sounding pr too good you know um but Brittany Grinder and her wife did say they would work diligently and side by side with President Biden and Kamala Harris to bring this other soldier home you know well you know but, it's, it's easy for somebody else to say that it's not a good trade that's not their family member and I yeah. get it 
He's been over there since 2018, and I, I agree that he should have been. I mean, I wish he had been included in the deal. Yes. But, uh, according from what I'm reading, it was either her or neither one of them was coming home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, like you said before, it's not. It was not at all that they said that's going down. That's going to go down as one of the most unfair swaps in history. Yeah. Of the circumstances, this guy is. You know, it's not even close. So, but yeah. I, 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 like you said, I echo your sentiments. I'm just happy to see his home with her family. Yeah. I yeah. feel for Mr. Phelan. He's a, a retired Marine, actually. I, I feel mm-hmm. for the guy and his family. I saw his brother on MSNBC the other night. He seems to support them bringing Brittany Griner home under these circumstances. He, he, he was disappointed that his brother was not allowed to come home as well. But he, he at least did seem to support the fact that they chose his avenue to get her home. So right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's even went to the point of, you know, they're saying, well, hey, you knew better to take drugs, you know, into a place. You know, why would you put yourself in a situation? Uh it's even the fact of I've read articles where they went after her agent saying, Hey, you know, your agent should look up the law, should know, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. Matter of fact. Don't even go to Russia. Let's go to China. Let's go to Japan. Let's go somewhere else, you know. Uh, but it's also a frown and a knock against the WNBA because the highest paid woman, like a Candace Parker, who makes a hundred some odd thousand, whereas the regular average players probably making 50 grand, you know. Uh, Sue Bird, uh, uh, Diana Taurasi, They've went overseas to play to make money because it's not highly publicized here. They're not getting the great shoe deals that the Kyrie Irvins and the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants are getting. You know, um, I think the WNBA and the NBA are not, well, the NBA is trying to work with the WNBA to try to get better sponsorship. You know, unfortunately, before Kobe passed in his in his helicopter class, he was apt to actually bring in recognition to the WNBA by going, bringing his daughter, bringing groups of girls to come out. You know, uh, Carmelo Anthony was doing it for a minute. Chris Paul was doing it for a minute. And I get they have their own lives, you know, but like they were talking about it on Today on the radio. And you ain't going to a, 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 a sold out. WNBA game, you're not. That's the point. You know, people want to talk about the disparity in the the salaries. Mm -hmm. People aren't watching. No, you can't expect the league to pay them NBA level salaries when you get arenas are you half full. Yeah, you you can't expect shoe deals when I mean, now women wear gym shoes. Yeah, yeah. So you would think that there is some revenue coming in from the from, from that from that aspect. Right. right as far right. as the arenas, or as far as their salaries, I don't know. I mean, what are they supposed to do? Are you, are you gonna pay somebody four billion dollars and you mean legal and make a million at the most? Yeah. How, it's just not feasible. And so and the thing about it to me is when you choose a profession, whatever it is, and your understanding of what the pay scale is. That's what the pay scale is. Yeah, yeah. You can't go to Walmart and say, well, I'm a hard worker. I work as hard as, I mean, and, and expect them to pay you $30 an hour. 
as opposed to whatever. I mean, it, it, it just don't work that way. So people are always talking about the disparity in salaries as far as NBA players as opposed to WNBA players. It's, it's like you compare the apples to oranges. It's not the same thing. You're yeah. not going to get that kind of salary. So, You're not. You're not and if, if as far as her taking whatever amount of drugs she had on it with her, we you cannot think, I don't think that this is the first time she's done this. This is something that she's done and gotten away with. But because yeah. of what's going on in the world today with yeah. the war in Ukraine, the tensions between us and Russia, mm-hmm. like a black woman. You know, I think it's been so crazy because prior to that, Sue Bird had just came from Russia, you know, and she said between playing ball in Greece, Spain, Russia, Japan, and China, she has been able to make uh, about $5 million outside of the WNBA because of her star status to secure her a future to where she can live comfortably. So she she plays for teams in all of those countries or one team? Well, in, in, in her off season. Right. I guess apparently like who's paying the most? So China said, well, hey, you know what? You come pay 30 games, we give you mm-hmm. 2 million. Okay, cool. Or hey, Spain say, hey, you come play 30 games here, we give you this and that. So she was getting the money, bringing it back, transferring it over into American dollars to secure her future. And I mean, that was what a lot of of the WNBA players think about doing. Everybody's, like you said, is not getting a shoe contract. Everyone is not getting a sport job. Now you're starting to see quite a bit of the WNBA players now broadcasting the WNBA. Candace Parker is doing TNT with Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal. Plus she has a shoe deal, you know, but once again, Candace Parker is one of the elite women. But you know why? Yeah. Like, when you think about it, you remember, well, you know, you, you, we don't remember because we weren't alive then, but mm-hmm. when in the, in the 50s and the 60s, what those MLB players do? They worked at hardware stores in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Because the pay That's wasn't right. there. That's right. They chose to play Major League Baseball, the, a game that they love. I get all of that, but the pay wasn't there. So they did yeah. what they had to do to make ends meet. Yeah, because so, if I'm not, my memory kind of serves me correctly. I heard that Babe Ruth on his offseason was a butcher or something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And like even when the WNBA, when, even with the W, I mean, the NBA, those guys had regular jobs. Yeah. You know, they played yeah. and then they say, hey, I got to go deliver this mail. Or, hey, mm-hmm. man, I got to go do this. And be like, I see you in the offseason, you know, and Right now, like you said, this is what's happening in the WNBA, where these women have to figure out other revenues. Now that she's back home, there's rumors that she might not even play because the fact of it is, she ain't making no money. Anything else you got? No, that was it, man. That was it. That was the the big thing of um, what was going on that we've talked about numerous amount of times. And now, like I say, she's home. Okay, but I only get one thing really. Uh, well, y'all got only one thing. You know, rapidly all warned up as we all know by now. Finally, mercifully put an end to, hopefully, yes. put an end to Herschel Walker's political career in a race yeah. that clearly never should have been that close. Never should have gotten yeah. to a That just tells you the state that we're living in, that country's in today. Yeah, uh, the Trumpsters. 
Yeah, um, but you know, and and before I continue, people continue to say this is not the Republican Party; it's a small faction. Bullshit. That's a that's a much larger portion of that of that, of that party are are MAGA people. We've been kidding ourselves into thinking that they are any more than what they are. Like what did Dennis Green say about the Bears? They are who we thought who we they are. are. Yeah. Period. Um, but at any rate. A Republican's vociferous support of Walker is nothing short of narcissistical. They threw superlative accolades of praise around like Skittles, with yeah. never acknowledging that he is actually the antithesis of what they're saying. Yeah. Everything, he, he's everything. Now, Walker, whose apparent uh, knowledge of, <laughs> of, of most anything, his knowledge of most everything is, is rudimentary at best, and it can, he can finally go back home to Texas, where he will hopefully never be politically heard from again. I don't. We, we don't. We don't see need to see any more. He can go to the great state and get him a watermelon and sit down with that coon Ooh, and boy. talk about where they messed up. You know yeah, where he had a erection for the election. <laughs> hey, so Y'all was gonna miss him because he gave us fodder. He did give us lots of. He did. Fodder. He did. He did. You know, and it was so funny because me and my dad was talking about this today, and he was saying, "You had to have some candidates that had to have some pretty jacked up passes, uh, some things that they knew if they would have ran, it would have just destroyed their image." So you went. You said, "Well, Herschel." Wait a minute, worse than his image? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, you have to look at it, Thomas. They did have a few candidates that they did bring up. Uh, and I think people started kind of Googling their names. And after a while, you, you didn't see their names or anything pop up, dealing with any election, no nothing. And they figured they could sell the Heisman Trophy winner the NFL football player. But apparently someone didn't do their homework to look back and say, oh, he was brought up on, you know, domestic charges. And, oh, he paid for a couple of abortions. Like, hmm, oh, well, it's too late. His hat's in the race. He's a lot cleaner than I am, you know? And well, I'll tell you what, what went with. he came damn close. As, as, bad, as bad as he was, he came, he came damn close to winning he that. He did, he did, he did. Well, anyway, let's uh, shift gears real quick, Mike, as we, uh, you've seen in the news, I'm sure. We we're going to get to it last week, but we didn't get to it. Uh, mm -hmm. Coach Prime has changed his address, leaving the NHB, the HBCU uh, college that he was, uh, the Mississippi State that he was coaching for? Jackson State. Jackson State, I'm Jackson sorry. Jackson State, yeah. Jackson State that he was coaching for to University of Colorado is where he's going to mm -hmm. now. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, you know what? I am very, very happy for Coach Prime. I am huge Deion Sands uh, fan, but I'm a huger Coach Prime uh, fan because I follow him. And I look at how he has shaped and molded these young men to give them a perspective of saying, hey, you know what? You're not just going to dress like an athlete. You're going to dress like a man should, you know, he reached out to Michael Strahan and said, Hey man, can you hook these brothers up with shirts and ties and suits and stuff like that? You know, he brought revenue into this school, um, money that 
Jackson State hadn't seen probably since Walter Payton played. And I heard Dick Gregory said this. He says, the first thing people want you to do is take the crab in the barrel mentality. He says, not the crabs that's bad, it's the water that makes the crabs bad. As, as far as um, my point on it is, I, I'm, on the one hand, I am happy for, for mm -hmm. him. He has made a move that is clearly going to be beneficial to him. The only issue that I have with it, it's not really an issue, it's, it's kind of, I feel a little bad about it, it's because people are always, Black people that is, are always talking about we should have, if, if, if the Emmett Smiths, if the Walter Paytons, if the, you know, these people went to HBCU, you mm -hmm. Colorado, Notre Dame, that these schools could grow as well. Yeah. If our best Black players went to HBCUs, they could become the Notre Dame. They could become mm -hmm. the UNCs. And so how, so how can we expect the players to, to attend our HBCU colleges if the coaches aren't going there? Again, I, I don't fault Dion for making the decision that was best for him and his family, but it seems like the HBCUs may stay here because we can't, we can't, if we can't get the best to stay there, then they're going to stay here. They're not going to be able to excel. But yeah. again, you know, hats off to him. You know, I I have I love Deion Sanders as a player, and um, he he's done a, a, a damn good job in the short time that he was at uh, Jackson State. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like you said, you do have a good point about you know if we can't recruit them. I know there was a time when I was trying to get my son to go to uh, a, a black college, and we applied, and black colleges wasn't giving nothing. You know, they're like, oh, no, we ain't giving it. Oh, no, we ain't giving that. No, we ain't giving this. But then he goes somewhere else to a predominantly white college. They gave him everything, you know? So he took what was best for him and it would be less on me and my wife to have to say, oh man, we got to pay this college tuition, you know? So that's the thing. And unfortunately, a lot of the black colleges are suffering. It's, it's kind of similar to, uh, in some respects anyway, to the situation of the WNBA players. They yeah. have so much they can get. Same thing with uh, some of the uh, college, the colleges that you spoke mm -hmm. of. Yeah, you, you know, what I mean, on the camera, catch me out Zoomcast again. He's LA Mike. I'm TJ Trey. I'm sorry you didn't cut you off, Mike, but our, our guest just popped yeah. on. This uh, a good friend of mine. I've known her for quite some time. We were both members of the Linwood Little League baseball board for some time together. She was uh, one of our sponsors back then. She is an American Family Insurance agent. And she um, she is doing the thing out of Linwood, Illinois. Please welcome to the show, Miss Doralita Tyler. Good evening, D. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? Pretty good. Glad to have you on. Pretty good. Glad to have you on. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I made a bit of a mistake last week. I gave her <laughs> Wednesday, and I said she 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 messaged me. What which day is it? You know, like, oh. <laughs> and she sent me the screenshot with with where I said Wednesday. I'm like, oops. Okay, so my apologies. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I got that. That makes no up. worries. No worries. Glad to have you back, though. But um, you know what I wanted to ask you. One thing I wanted to ask you: a lot of people have, uh, I think, I think, a misconception of what life insurance is for, and they because they kind of try to compare it to maybe auto insurance, where you pay, 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 and if you're a good driver, you never have anything happen, and where's that money going? But I think life insurance is a little bit different maybe maybe can you uh shed some light on light on what the real purpose of life insurance is 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, I, you know, great question, because there is great misconception about it. I mean, first and foremost, people just don't like to talk about life insurance, because it, it has to deal with, you know, your passing, you're dying, and nobody wants to, you know, face that. But the reality is, it's going to happen. You know, what does it say? The things we're sure about is death and taxes. So, you know, we need to be prepared. Um, when you think about life insurance, first and foremost, is to take care of your final expenses. You know, um, if uh, you, you have funeral expenses, whether memorial service, whatever those things are, they need to be taken care of. Uh, it's our responsibility. You know, don't leave that burden on someone else. Um, so that's what it is first and foremost. And then depending on your life, you know, whether you're married, you have children, um, if you have an organization that, you know, you want to support, um, that's what other things that you can do with life insurance. Um, in our community, one thing that we're not doing and, and we, what we really need to do is we could use it as an opportunity to create wealth, you know, to leave legacies. We don't do that, you know, so often um, our, we have to start over, you know, um, but, but it's a way where we could really help truly give our, our, our loved ones a, a leg up, you know, where they can um, move forward in life and not have to continue to struggle. You know, it's funny you should say that Mike and I have had this conversation numerous times about the point that you just made about leaving our loved ones mm -hmm. to help a leg up when, you know, when we passed on. And I know many of us in the black community don't do that as much. Um, I've had a couple of relatives that have passed away without any kind of insurance at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, and it's it's not a it's not a good time, especially when you deal with the fact that someone just passed, and now you've got to try to you know do things to at least be able to put them away respectfully. Yeah, you're right. You know, I've been doing insurance for 26 years, and uh, I'll tell you, when I first got into it, I was timid because I would sit at the table with a husband and wife, and time and time again, black men, I'm sorry, will be the ones that say, "Well, I'm not. I don't want to leave her anything." So that, uh, cause if I did, that she's going right. to end up laying up with somebody else. I'm like, you know, so at first I would, it just, it would just shut me down. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to say. How can you say that? And you're sitting right here next to your wife. I'm like, well, what about your kids? You know? And, uh, finally I got the courage to tell the guy, I'm like, you know what? You're going to be dead and gone. Um, and if you wow. were to, if you were to leave her something, perhaps she wouldn't have to lay up with somebody else because then she would have, you know, the mm -hmm. money that she needs to take care of her family. So, <laughs> you know, so it, it just, it, you know, eventually I got the courage to really start having some deep conversations because it's our responsibility. You know, the, the thing that we have now that's prevalent in our community is the GoFundMe accounts, you know, we're, we're relying on GoFundMe mm -hmm. and it, that shouldn't be, I mean, it, GoFundMe has its place, but that's not the primary source. Like you said, right. you know, when, when people die, I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's emotional and, and money can't fill that void of the emotion, but don't put the financial burden on top of it. You know, at least let me at least have the monies there to take care of that as well as um, like to give you an opportunity to like, if, like if it's a husband or wife or, even if it's a child, you know, you don't want to think about it. But if the money is there, then I don't have to rush and go back to work. It gives me an opportunity so I can stay and I can mourn and I can do the things that I need to do so that, that you can move forward in your life. Yeah, that is true that you say that um, with the GoFundMe's. Um, that's all you see now, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't have enough burial insurance or she didn't have enough burial insurance. And it's, it's funny that you say that because sometimes men say, well, you know, if I die, uh, you know, I'm not going to leave her nothing, you know, uh, and that's really kind of a selfish way of thinking about it. it, it you know, uh, I do know guys who are also in insurance and he's like, hey, man, something happened to me. I I can't get mad. I'm gone. You know, 
they, where they're saying they're leaving their spouse a million dollars. Now, whatever you do with it, that's on you, right. you know, but that peace of mind to be able to say it's all taken care of, it helps you to grieve better. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. versus being stressed. Uh, one of the guys at my church was like, his funeral was paid for, his suit picked out, his plot, his cat, all that's paid yeah. for. Yeah. He said, all she got to do is just put me in the ground, get the check and go and enjoy her life. Well, praise you know? God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was like, wow. And he was like, man, you need to do that. And I do think it's a big fear in the black community when we got to talk about that. Now I want to talk about that. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live. But it's so much that's happening, you know, unexpected things. Mm -hmm. and the last thing you want is be like, well, we got this GoFundMe page. Can y'all pitch in and help out? You know? Yeah, yeah it's so. just not fair. It's not fair. And then there's living benefits too, you know, um, depending on what type of policies you get, there's cash mm -hmm. value, you know, in those policies. Uh, there's also uh, living benefits. Like, let's say you have a terminal illness. You can mm -hmm. access that life insurance money to help pay for something, you know, some kind of radical treatment. And if you, if you're cured from it, you don't have to give the money back. So mm -hmm. there, there are great uh, living benefits too, that we don't think about, but it's, you do it now while you're healthy, you know, um, you know, when's the best time to buy the policy, you know, when you're healthy, because it's so often uh, the people who beat down our door, who want it are those who are sick and now they can't get it, you know, and that's when it, when it's sad, when people can really afford to get it and are they're in the right position, they don't want to think about it, but yeah. when they're sick, that's when they want it. And at that point it's too late. Well, Jordanita, I'm going to ask you something. Um, some people say that life insurance is, if you're single with no children, you know, why get life insurance? What do you say to them? Well, again, um, it just depends on like, if you have, um, I have a client who is, who is that way. She's single, um, no children. Um, and, and she has life insurance and she has her beneficiary is actually, um, she's passionate about pets, animals. Mm. And so she's actually leaving a nice chunk of it to that organization. So if there's an organization that you're passionate about, if you have a church, you know, you can leave it there, but first and foremost for your funeral, you know, you still got, mm -hmm. whether you're single or not, you still got a funeral that needs to be paid for. You know, some people will just bury me in the backyard. Well, we're in Chicago, you know, we're, in, you know, you can't do that, you know? Um, yeah. But at first and foremost, you still need it to take care of your final expenses. And then um, again, you don't know your, how your life may change. You know, uh, what if, what if you do get married? You know, what if you do down the road, have children, it's always good to have something in the beginning so that, you know, as your life changed and you have something that can change with you. Yeah. Now I do see a lot now where people are doing the cremation type thing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, saying, Hey, I'm going to save my money on that old fancy stuff. Cremate me, put me in the urn. You know, it's a lot cheaper. Oh, you absolutely. Know, people are definitely going that route to mm -hmm. say, okay, well, whatever's left of the insurance money, at least you can enjoy it versus, you know, paying 50, $60,000 for a, funeral service and then you know now it's like man i ain't got number six dollars left after this you yeah. know yeah so, you know yeah. and i agree with you because i i've actually said that as well um i'd rather have a memorial service and not mm -hmm. even be there and uh, let's celebrate and, and leave the money to my children and my grandchildren yeah. i want to create a legacy you know my father um, he, he, um, before he passed away, he makes sure he took care of my mother, you know, mm -hmm. her house is paid for, you know, everything that she needs is, is taken care of, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, when you learn more, you know, when you do, when you, when you know better, you do better. So it's like, yeah. okay, now how do, how can we improve on that? You know? And, um, the thing is 
you know, yes, we take care of the funeral, but then after that, let's create wealth. Let's leave legacies. I've never studied this before, but I mean, I've heard that the Kennedys, one of the things, one of the ways they created wealth was with life insurance. You know, and, and that's what you can do. You know, that that's the power that we have um, that we can help, um, you know, close the wealth gap because there's a wealth gap in the minority community and life yeah. insurance is a way that could help, you know, yeah. um, help make a change in our in our communities. I, I just read, uh, matter of fact, a video was sent to me about that on how to avoid the taxes, um, any penalties, anything of way of not so much as passing it down, you leave it in a trust. Mm -hmm. um, and then this way, whatever money's in it, you know, you can get out of it, you know, stuff like that. So it's a lot of things, unfortunately, us as blacks, we weren't taught when we right. came up, you know. This is and true, we weren't, yeah. The information is out here, you know, and you could do it where you don't have to worry about leaving your family in debt and they can enjoy the money. You right. know, we just got to hope your family's smart enough to not just lose it. Unfortunately, after the second generation, they'd be like, oh, we broke again. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Well, that's where the education piece comes in. You know, when yeah. you know better, you do better. And that's the yeah. thing. You know, we have to uh, be on purpose to educate our, our the next generation, you know, to let them know this is what we're doing, you know. Um, but yeah, that you, you're making some great some great points. And that's why it's also important to do estate planning. Um, I'm not an estate planner. So, you know, basically what I do with my clients, like we do, I do what's called a needs analysis. And so basically, I don't want to just pull a number out of the sky, like, okay, you need $500,000. Well, what do you really need? So you do a needs analysis to really assess if something were to happen to me, what's important? I want to, you know, I want to pay off my house. I want to leave something for education. I want to leave something to replace my income. I want to leave something, you know, take care of my final expenses. But in another part of that, when you're doing that, uh, what, what else comes out of that doing that needs analysis is understanding the need for an attorney to do estate planning. Like, like you said, you know, do I want to, uh, do I do a will? Um, but in, in addition to a will, do I do a trust? Because if you do a trust, then, you know, like you said, you, you can put, you can put anything in that trust. You can put money, you right. can put your life insurance policy, you can put your property and that's easier to transfer over than going through probate and in a will, you know? Right. So we need to put these things in order, you know, and, and also uh, we need a living will, you know, um, how, how do you, um, if you're living and you can't speak on your behalf, you need a living will document to help, you know, that family. Um, these are things that we don't do, you know, um, and, you know, and, and it's unfair to your loved ones who have to take care of you if you're not, if you don't have these pieces in place, you know, um, a, a living will, you know, a power of attorney. So if you're not able to do certain things, you, you have that person that you trust that can handle your affairs for you. But these are things that we need to do. You know, you don't have to be wealthy to have these, these documents in place, but you can use, have these documents in place as you're building your wealth. Right. Now, is it best to like for you can the insurance company that you go through to handle or is that something you say, well, hey, I need to get an attorney, you an know, attorney, an attorney. Yep. Yep. You need an attorney. And because, and, you know, that's somebody you need. Like, you know, basically, you know, um, you need like an attorney, you need a banker, you need an insurance agent, you know. Um, but, yeah, you need those professionals to kind of help put everything in, into order for you. OK, so with, with regards to homeownerships. I think I heard you say this just now. I actually heard it from somewhere else. Isn't it better, easier for your surviving loved loved one to deal with your home if you put it in a trust as opposed to putting it in someone's name or putting someone's name on the uh, the home itself? 
you know, from, because this is in my area, but I'm only speaking from experience because this is something that we've done um, in, right. in my family. But yeah, when you put, when you take it and you put it in a trust, it does just make the process easier than if you, if you do a will. Because if you do a will, you get probate and there could be taxes um, mm -hmm. out of it. But if it's in, if it's in a trust, then it's easier to transfer over. Um, but it, it it can get complicated, you know, because we have clients who, um, you know, we do life insurance, but we're full service. We do home, auto, uh, life. We do business insurance. And we, you know, there are times when clients pass away and they leave the property in the name of their children. No, no I'm sorry. They don't put the, the they leave the, the property is in their name and there's no will. And it's a nightmare, you know, trying to deal with, with um, you know, handling mom or dad's affairs because you don't have the proper tools that you need, the proper documents. So like if you do have, um, you know, our age, our parents, we, we need to make sure we help get these things in place because it just makes life that much more easier. Yeah. Because it, it can get really complicated and get really messy. Yeah. You are listening to In the Streets on the Cast Me Out Zoomcast. Our guest tonight is Doronita Tyler of American Family Insurance Agency. She's out of Linwood, Illinois. Number there is seven area code 708-474-2055. Um, Doronita, we have a couple of things that we do on our show. Um, I think you uh, had cut out the last time you were on. We have our 24-second shot clock and our little-known Black history facts. Would you like to participate tonight in our 24-second shot clock? Okay, all right, I guess so. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> yes, yes, that music means it is time for now our 24 second shot clock. Mike, you want to set it up for us, please? All right, our 24 second shot clock is we give you a question, you have 24 seconds to answer the question to the best of your ability. Okay, so you weren't on the show last week, and this question kind of stuck out. What was your favorite toy that you play with for Christmas? Mm. And would, uh, if it's not out, would you like to bring it back? What would it be? Oh, wow. My favorite toy. Ooh, toy game. Okay. Uh, my favorite toy, um, probably Mr. Potato Head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to uh -huh. enjoy mixing them up. I, I, well, I think there is a version of Mr. Potato Head set up, but I think that there there may be some changes to him. He may not be Mr. Potato Head anymore, from what I've been reading. Yeah, probably yeah. so. Yeah, he's <laughs> unisex. Now. He's unisex. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You know. Okay, I got one for you. Also, can you name one thing you would do if you could to change the world for the better? Just one thing that you could that you could change the world for the better. Boy, the one thing. Um, if if I could get people to genuinely care about others, hmm. yeah, just to genuinely care about other people. Yeah, um, the world does seem to be lacking a little empathy, especially in yeah, like problems. compassion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one there. Yeah, you do have another mic. You want to go a little note? Um, I got one more. Okay. If you could be a superhero, hmm. what superhero would you want to be, and what superpowers would you want? Oh man, how you know I'm not a superhero already? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I am a superhero. I'm a, ego right here. I'm, I'm a grandma. No. <laughs> so, so my powers are, are are loving my grandkids, loving all my grands, and doing everything for them. So okay. yeah, I'm already a superhero. Okay, okay. Good stuff. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> well, we want to uh, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, really appreciate all of the information. Uh, you can come back and, and educate us anytime you like. We 
Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. And nice meeting you, Michael, right, Michael? Thank yes, yes. All right, nice, nice to meet you. you. Thanks well. so much, TJ. I appreciate you. All right, thanks, Dave. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. That bye -bye. was Doradita Tyler from American Family Insurance Agency. Uh, she was our guest this evening. Um, let's get to our little-known Black History facts. If you like, Mike, you up? You got something? Uh, go ahead. Let me pull mine up right quick, but go ahead. <clears throat> My fact is about, let me see if I get this right, Lieutenant General Michael E. Langley. He is about to be the, the first ever four-star Black Marine in the 246th year of the existence of the Marines. Lieutenant Michael E. Langley, first Ooh. ever four-star Black Marine General. Okay. <laughs> um, mine is about Richard Allen. He was a minister educator and a writer uh, for the Philadelphia na Native founder. Uh, he was American, he was an African um, Methodist Episcopal Church pastor. Uh, and what he set out to do was he wanted to help Blacks to come together. Uh, people fought, you know, tooth and nail against him. Uh, they weren't really into his beliefs. You know, uh, he started a food drive, food pantry. He started feeding people. He really opened up to the community and he really made a difference, you know, uh, in Philadelphia, you know. And in Philadelphia, he they end up naming a street after him, you know, uh, because of his work that he did in the community. You know, just started off as a small little pastor, you know. And yeah, his name was Richard Allen. Okay. You know, there's something how we, I'm glad that we really do this because the big names we look at are the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X, the Marcus Garvey, the, you know, Harriet Tubman. But there are a lot of black historians that don't get the full recognition, but they truly made a difference in the community and in people's lives where people say, hey, you know what? That dude Richard was pretty cool with me. You know, he helped my family out a lot. So I'm truly glad that we decided to do this because it really educates us on the smaller people in history. You know, before we do, go, let's um, open up the comments to um, our talks on it tonight. If you have a comment on anything that we've discussed this evening, um, we're going to give you that opportunity to do so right now. Let's start, let's start with Lanita tonight. Uh, good evening, Lanita. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, everybody. Not a not a lot of comments. Um, other than I'm I'm happy for um, the young lady that came home. Lord, I'm drawing. I was doing something else. I got distracted. Brittany is that her name? Yeah, Brittany Grimes. Yes, yeah. I'm glad that she that she came home and 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 like everything else, it's going to be controversy surrounding it because of her lifestyle and the other gentlemen which hopefully they'll be able to get released as well but uh you know happy for her and um you okay over there yeah i'm good i'm good <laughs> okay. so that's about it i've just been enjoying listening tonight okay thanks for your comments let's go now next to uh, constance good evening constance thanks for joining us hi I don't really have much to say tonight, but I do appreciate coming on. All right. Thanks, Constance. Well, I know we got a lot of comments coming from, from this side of the peanut gallery. Uh, let's go over here and slap to John and see what John's got to say. Good evening, John. 
Before you even comment, John, I, I finished Wheel, Wheel of Time, and it was pretty good. Thanks for the recommendation. It was pretty All good. Right. <laughs> I, I finished my homework assignment. <laughs> you enjoy season two. Yeah, is it when is it coming out? Do you know? Next year looks like. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It well, should have been out for now, but I think you know, they 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 may be pushing it out a little further. Okay. Still gonna be eight episodes, but it's gonna be longer. And you know those people that came at the end, mm. they're gonna be featured greatly in this. Okay. Okay. Well, did you have any comments on uh, what we discussed? Anything that we discussed tonight, or did you just log in? I didn't hear much of it. I was in the lobby for a long time. I don't know why. You know what? I was. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I had something that was on the screen. I was reading something, and I when I went back to the screen, I saw you up there waiting. And that's why I had to let you in. I'm, my my bad, John. No problem. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, well, we were talking about uh, Coach Prime. Uh, Deion Sanders, he left uh, Jackson State to go coach for the University of Colorado. And there was some, he has some, he's been getting some 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 negative feedback um, for for doing something that pretty much benefits him and his family. So um, I don't know if you heard anything about that, if you had any comments on that. And we were yeah, I don't about, know. People making a big deal out of it. He went yeah. there. He went there. They should be lucky he went there at all. I'm just saying, you know, he, he coached there for I don't know how long and led him to it. Didn't he get him a championship or something? Yeah, coached there for like three years and took him to two swag championships. Had to take baths in the pool. They wasn't, yeah. they wasn't supporting the place. I mean, you know. Yeah, it was pretty jacked up there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's life at a HBCU. So. Yeah. I mean. Oh, <laughs> What about life insurance, John? Would you what, what is your opinion on, on life insurance? We had a young lady on here. I probably need to get some. Yeah, well, all the money you get, you probably do. You have to be somewhere. I need to get my skins in order. I'm gonna die at 150. Oh my God. <laughs> um, one other thing. I don't uh -huh. know if you saw that whole thing with uh Mark Curry. Yes. Did you guys discuss uh -huh. that at all? About the no, we didn't. Uh, go ahead, uh, uh, go ahead, talk about it. You know the, uh, oh, no, the he was in the hotel. Yeah, he was yeah. in the hotel, and they was coming up to him like, "Are you? Do you? You know, basically the the, the janitor or the engineer, as you right. want to call him. He come up there and he says he's security. He wants to mm -hmm. harass Mark Curry. He doesn't know who he is, but he wants yeah. to harass my wife. Yeah. You know, are you a guest of the hotel? Right. Uh, and basically demanding to see his papers, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he got some black guy to come. Yeah, to another dinner. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that, yeah, I saw that. Um, well, yeah. Where Dion's going? No, he going to. Um, thought he was going. He's going to Colorado. Colorado University. University but Colorado. it's not Tulsa. No, it's not that same city. Oh yeah, no. he's going to Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. 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 Oh, you didn't know they was like that in there? They're all over the place. <laughs> well, from what I understand, Colorado is not a pop that popular place for the brothers, from what I understand, overall. But, hey. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a cousin that's stay out there. And mm -hmm. when I did go visit, it is not a lot of brothers out there, you right. know. But you, the brothers that I did see, they weren't with black women. They was with white women. You're you know. talking about that. You're talking about yeah. that. Oh, so, yeah. It's like you go down there, 
and well, you're the man yeah, down there. If, if, if 90% of the women are white women, yeah, I guess the chances are greater that you're going to end up with one than, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, you and I had that competition before when you were talking about your cousin. So, I mean, what you got? I mean, yeah. my nephew's out there. He's in the Air Force. Yeah. yeah I was just saying my nephew uh, lives there. He's he, he's uh, on the Air Force team. Mm-hmm. College. You know, so. Oh, okay. okay. I think this is the last year. He okay. plays football or basketball? Football. That's what's okay. up. John, by the way, your shirt is in. I'm going to be uh, giving it out to you shortly. It's, it came out real nice, too. Okay. So you'll be getting it pretty soon. All right. Thanks for your comments, John. Uh, Mike, you want to uh, send us off with a thought for the week? Sure, 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 sure. Um, piggybacking off of what the young lady said about insurance, you know, us as Blacks, we have the resources. Uh, we got the internet. You know, you have so many people that are speaking about these different events. We have to truly, truly take advantage of them. Me and Thomas has talked about this, and Constance has talked about this, learning to generate generational, generational wealth. You know, we get it, and it's not even enough to pass it off to our kids, or when we pass it off to our kids, that's where it stops. And then next thing you know, like I stated earlier, we gotta start all over again, you know, we have to truly take advantage and the opportunities of these um, social media um, events that people put out to better educate ourselves. You know, um, white folks have been doing it for years. And like you said, the Kennedys, you know, you have now all these people have found some way to generate wealth to leave it to their kids other than being a basketball player, a football player, an athlete, or something, you know. No, we don't live that lifestyle like they live, but we, if we use the resources that we have, we can truly live comfortable and teach our children to pass it on and pass it on and pass it on. And it might not get to the first three or four generations, but if we plan it right and we teach our kids right, that fourth on generation can go on and they can live that very wealthy life to be able to say, hey, I got this, I got that. But it has to really truly start with us. It's never too late, you know, to be able to educate ourselves and pass it on to our children, for our grandchildren, and so on and so on, you know. And when that time comes and we're all gone, as they say, we can look down from heaven and see our children, our legacy, you know, grow and succeed and be prosperous and not live a life of struggle and stress, you know. So let's learn to live our blessed life instead of a stressed life. There it is. And as we always say, we'll see you in the streets. There we go. You got it? Mm-hmm. You got it.